You are listening to Legally Binding, a podcast brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law that is all about providing the business community with useful and practical legal tips and advice for growing and sustaining business ventures. For more information, please feel free to visit our website at www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. We hope you enjoy. I thought it would be interesting to discuss kind of the back-end legal side of being a franchisor. Now, there are, uh, and I guess to start from all the, from the, all the way beginning, a, to franchise a business means to generate a system of, uh, a system and a process that you are giving to somebody else in order to operate a business. So that is you take a business concept. So uh, one of the biggest, uh, I guess, examples is a restaurant. So McDonald's is a franchise, right? So McDonald's, they took this concept um, uh, processes to make burgers, fries, and foods in a very, very efficient and effective manner, um, a system for keeping, the, uh, for keeping customers happy. They've created a brand that has generated tremendous brand uh, value and brand goodwill within the marketplace. So you package all of that into a workable system that you can easily transition to somebody else. They pay you a fee. Um, there's usually a, an upfront fee and then a royalty uh, based on them being able to use your system, your processes, your brand and logo in the operation of a business. Now, there's a lot of individuals that feel like, okay, if I want to franchise, all I need to do is go and have somebody pay me. I let them use my name and we're all good. That is not how it goes. The, um, the process of franchising is controlled by both the Federal Trade Commission and then the, uh, the state um, the state attorney's general's offices of whatever state you're offering a franchise in. So for, uh, for instance, for the state of Illinois, it's the, uh, the franchise bureau. So understand that the process and the cost that goes into actually franchising is quite uh, substantial. So for, uh, first of all, understand that there is a, um, a process by which you must register your franchise in almost every state that you're offering a franchise. So if you're going into Illinois, there are certain documents that you have to prepare. So you have to prepare what's called a franchise disclosure document. Now, this document is the complete rundown of everything that goes on in your business. So you're talking about the uh, the qualifications of the owners, the, the history of the owners, uh, the history of the business. You're talking about how many franchisees you already have in the fran- and a franchisee is someone that has already bought into the concept and is now operating that business. Um, you have to update that every year. So uh, you have to write down your systems, your processes. You have to let them know what type of marketing help you're going to be giving them as, as, as well as what type of training help you're going to be giving them. Um, you also have to come with a set of uh, typically audited financials. There are some states that will allow you, if you are a first-time franchisor, to have an independent CPA go through and put together your financials, so your profit and loss statement, your balance sheets. Uh, they put together these documents, and then they sign off um, as an independent uh, CPA stating that the, uh, the financials were prepared in accordance with, with what is called uh, GAAP rules, GAAP regulations. So um, and, and getting a CPA to go through the books if you don't have the books already in order can be costly. And then understand that in most states, when you, uh, when you have to do your annual filing with them, uh, you have to uh, then audit your financials. So you have to actually get audited financials 
And um, if any business out there has ever gotten audited, their financials audited, you know that that is a much more uh, lengthy and expensive process. So outside of that, um, you have to put together the franchise licensing agreement. And so this is the terms under which the licensing is going to take place. So this is the contract between you as franchisor and the, uh, the individual that is actually franchising the business or the franchisee. So within this, you, you put the term, uh, how long the franchise, uh, the franchise agreement is going to last, uh, if there are any renewal periods, under what uh, provisions can you terminate the franchise agreement, are they able to assign it to somebody else, uh, you put in, again, what are the well, the royalties or the payments that are going to be made for the franchise. All of this takes a lot of consideration because the numbers have to be right. The numbers not have to not only work for you as the franchisor, but they also have to work uh, for the franchisee. And what the franchisee is essentially buying into is the ease of being able to start a business that hopefully already has brand recognition, but that also has a system and a process that has developed a, a workable revenue model to where they can come in, you know, they put up the money to, if it's a, a brick and mortar that they're franchising, uh, then, you know, they have the build out costs, they have the expenses that it takes to actually get the, the business to where it's up and running. If it's a service-based model, you know, the overhead is typically lower because they don't have, uh, they don't necessarily need uh, brick and mortar, or uh, if it's service-based, there's typically not a lot of, a lot of inventory that goes into it. Um, but, uh, you ha they're buying into this model to where somebody has already tested it, tried it, perfected it, and now all they're doing is transitioning it to someone else to come in and to make some money, to make some money with the workable business model. But in franchising your business, understand that all of these components must be in place and that if you fail to register with the, uh, with the attorney general's office, of the state that you're in, a lot of times there are not only uh, penalties and fines that can be levied by the, attorneys general, the attorney general's office, but there may be criminal charges, charges that can be brought against you if you willfully offer the sale of a franchise without registering, without having these disclosure documents. And, and the reason why these documents are so necessary is because people have um, often used franchising. In, in the past, people have used franchising as a way to uh, essentially uh, swindle people out of money. So you say that you're giving them this concept, you say that you're giving them this process, and then they pay, they buy in, they pay you the money, and then you don't really give them any support. So the reason why these laws were, uh, were bolstered, and that's both at the state level and with the Federal Trade Commission, is because there needed to be a much, uh, a much stricter regulatory uh, compliance ecosystem around the offering of franchises. So the, so understand that the, um, the what you are getting yourselves into when you franchise is not often as simple as some people think that it is. So if you're looking to go into franchising, if you're looking to put your business out there, give an attorney a call, give an accountant a call so that they can go through everything with you so that you can see if it actually makes financial sense to you. Once again, this has been Legally Binding brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law. For more information, visit our website, www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. And of course, don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media and subscribe to our podcast so that you can receive updates on each newly released episode. Until next time, we wish you continued success in life and in business.